From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. You're with Hervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, round two, hour two here of the Hervoy Morich Show. I'm uh, live uh, in Morelia, Mexico at thegreaterreset.org. Um, this is day three. This will be my last TNT broadcast. Uh, I'll be back Monday uh, as as usual, back home. Uh, and we will have uh, Ramiro of WeAreNotZombies.com joining us. Um, he's part of the, the Mexican crew that's filming what's what's going on here. The, the the production crew they do a lot of great work. They've got a podcast as well. So I want to continue getting the Mexican perspective on globalism. Uh, and if we have time, maybe get uh, Ramiro to discuss, get his thoughts on what's happening in Mexico in general. Uh, this is a crazy story. Uh, Kenyan doomsday cult leader charged with murder of 191 children. Paul McKenzie is accused of ordering hundreds of his followers to starve themselves to death. So this doomsday cult leader, he's been charged with terrorism offenses. Imagine the murder of almost 200 people, children, following the discovery of 429 bodies in a forest area near his, quote, church in Kenya. He allegedly instructed his followers to starve themselves to death so they would meet Jesus Christ before the end of the world. We got Jim Jones stuff going on here. And, you know, on, on this topic, I did interview here on TNT, uh, I think it was 2022 or 2023, um, forgetting his name now, but he wrote a great um, book uh, on the Sharon Gans cult out in Manhattan. And uh, he, he was a member of that cult for almost two decades, and he broke out of it. And I, I highly recommend that book uh, and my interview with the author. Um, so, you know, th that's one uh, re reference point. But uh, this is absolutely crazy, th th this sort of stuff that's going on around the world with these cults. Uh, Steve Bannon, moving back to the U.S., um, he gave an interview where he laid out what the beginning of former President Donald Trump's second term would look like if he's elected selected elected later this year and bannon says the first 100 days of president trump's second term will be the equivalent of the first 100 days of franklin delano roosevelt's term i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing he says quote fdr in his first 100 days started the foundations of building the administrative the state the deep state that for the first 100 days of president trump i think you'll see the beginning of the deconstruction of that and the destruction of the deep state along with dozens and dozens and dozens of other policy proposals. Sounds great, Steve. But didn't Trump, um, under his auspices, uh, we got Operation Warp Speed and whatnot. So I guess we'll we'll see what happens. Um, food deserts rise in Democrat-run cities as grocers leave in droves. They say the panic is palpable. Democrat-controlled cities across the nation are experiencing something they might never have experienced before. Consequences for their terrible criminal prosecution policies, um, and they don't like it, not one bit. Uh, so it's it's no surprise that these these um, businesses are, are are leaving. You know, you, you there's a saying: you you sleep in the bed uh, that you've made, uh, right? And so. And, and and they have said that these businesses um, don't have a right to leave. Okay, like there's some public service, but 
neither do does the population have the right to burn the businesses down and 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 um just steal and rob uh, rampantly so that's going on we also have orban from hungary back again with a statement he says hungary cannot be blackmailed there's not enough money in the wor world to force us to accept mass migration and put our children in the hands of lgbtq activists this is impossible and more europe news is interesting croatia croatia arrests a driver transporting migrants after high speed chase a moldovan man in zagreb um following a high high speed chase where he was carrying nearly three dozen migrants the Cro the croatians are having none of it <laughs> either don't mess with the the hungarians or the croats or the serbs um the pursuit began after police tried to pull over a van suspected of trafficking migrants in a highway linking zagreb with the coastal city of split my former home i spent some time in split or spalato as they say in italian wonderful city one of the main places people visit in croatia uh, apart from dubrovnik where game of thrones was uh um filmed uh we've also got just some more news uh russian experts saying that uh here's why russia and the us are set for a long confrontation so again more of the same more trends pointing to a long drawn out war and now you've got nato warning of all-out war with russia in the next 20 years top official urges civilians as well as governments to prepare for life-changing conflict and potential conscription how do you like them apples it says orwell wrote right um we're we're uh, always at war uh, with asia east asia oceania i get confused so they're prepping us for that and some news uh by the way Antonio Guterres of the United Abominations he just came out and said I'm confident we can build a new multipolar global order so it seems like again globalists like multipolarity uh and um there was interesting development in here in Latin America uh, basically uh it was reported um that Give me one second. Uh, Paraguay will host the next Mercosur meeting with an agreement with the EU at the center of the agenda. So basically what's happening is, I've said this before, the, the EU is now helping South America to recreate itself in the EU model. So you've got South America now with the EU is helping Mercosur move along and Mercosur is like the South American Union, basically. So... Um, this is the genesis of the South American Union because we got to have 10 or so, maybe a dozen, maybe more or less regional unions, super supranational, globalist, technocratic, fascist, anti-democratic unions. That is what is going on. That's most of the news. And, and uh, Netanyahu has come out and said, who said we will not attack Iran? We will attack. Iran is the head of the octopus. Uh, and so again, Israel, Again, the end game, we've been talking about this, is is Iran. All right, give TNT a follow. We're on all the major social platforms, as well as the Alt-Tech platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, Getter, Odyssey, Rumble, YouTube. Uh, help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on TNT. There's a lot going on. So it's important to stay informed and up to date. Get ready, because here we go. At the top, 30 minutes past and when it breaks. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. North Korea has initiated yet another military test exercise with the communist regime reporting today on Friday that it has tested a nuclear-capable 
underwater attack drone off the Korean coast that's capable of creating a radioactive tsunami. Here with the story joining me once again, TNT News producer Adam Clark, codename Ruckus. Thanks, Sorori. I'm not exactly sure what this exotic weapon is, but I don't think I like it. Um, the North Koreans, uh, said, the regime said that it launched this uh, weird underwater drone in response to recent naval exercises that are being conducted by South Korea and its allies earlier in the week. Um, this is this is pretty wild, actually. Um, so. The Korean Central News Agency, KCNA, on Friday warned of, quote, catastrophic consequences, end quote, for the U.S. and its, quote, unquote, followers. Um, and they said, quote, our army's underwater nuke-based countering posture is being further rounded off and its various maritime and underwater responsive actions will continue to deter the hostile military maneuvers of the navies of the U.S. and its allies, end quote. Uh, wow. Uh, wow. South Korean officials have in the recent past described that the North's claims concerning this new weapon are exaggerated. It has gained the public's attention, giving Pyongyang has touted the weapon's ability for surprise attacks, unleashing mass destruction by generating a, quote, radioactive tsunami and quote theory large underwater explosion indeed they must be at least a little concerned about it according to a statement um let's see the south korea's defense ministry denounced north korea's uh recent tests of this weapon and others as a violation of u.n security council resolutions and moreover said they pose a threat to peace in the region and globally, things are getting serious. Reuters describes this thing. It's dubbed Hail, H-A-E-I-L, um, which means tsunami. And the new drone system was first reportedly tested in March of 2023. State media said it was intended to make sneak attacks in enemy waters and destroy naval strike groups and major operational ports by creating a large radioactive wave through an underwater explosion, end quote. Um, in a report from Al Jazeera, um, a professor at the Hancock University of Foreign Studies in Seoul, Mason Ritchie, told Al Jazeera that while there wasn't much in the public domain about the drone tested, quote, what we do know about it, if it's close to what they tested last year, is that this underwater unmanned vehicle is likely quite slow. It's a very exotic system end quote wow that's uh put that on a t-shirt uh he says quote it probably runs only something around eight knots per hour which is somewhere around 14 or 15 kilometers per hour 8.6 to 9.3 miles per hour it's probably quite vulnerable to anti-submarine warfare uh end quote uh, al jazeera goes on to say its value is more likely quote unquote political signaling rather than its military use richie noted in light of the u.s south korean and japanese drills he added quote this does not make north korea happy and the political signal from this message here is quite clear that it's going to continue to develop its nuclear arsenal in this sort of spiral situation that we find ourselves in 
now, end quote. Uh, and then uh, Zero Hedge says that as for Friday's alleged test of the weapon, North Korea did not offer any proof that it actually worked, nor was there any sign of a tsunami in anywhere in regional waters. So uh, this is, of course, coming on the heels of the report I brought the other day, Harbori, how North Korea wants to work into their constitution, making South Korea their uh, you know number one enemy and all that stuff. What do you think about this spiraling situation, as it were? Well, look, I, I think that eventually we are going to have a larger global conflict. I just don't see how we're not going to, at this point, given history given the elites in their own words uh, how they would leverage global war to build world um, government and just the fact that all of the world's militaries are accelerating their military development um they're militarizing uh and and they're picking sides right you've got the asian nato you've got china and it's allies and uh, i'll read a quote here from Elbr elbridge colby the son of a former cia director who's a pentagon analyst uh, you know you got to listen to everyone he says he's citing rand corporation bruce bennett and he said uh, who lays out why north korea is such a serious threat so bruce bennett says from rand corporation of course the basically the, they're pretty diabolical right but uh, a lot of their projections do come to pass because they plan out a lot of these scenarios so he says north korea would not need to become a u.s nuclear weapon peer to leverage the u.s consider a future in which north korea has say 300 nuclear weapons and 100 icbms armed with nukes something that may be possible within 10 years with such a force he could overwhelm currently planned u.s homeland missile defenses and threaten one or more u.s cities with nuclear attack if the u.s does not repeal its sanctions against uh, north korea if you think about that it's kind of like the the houthi yemen rebel method or the 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 gaza uh, the hamas um attack uh, strategy in in israel where you know great they've got iron dome they've got missile defense but if you just throw too many uh missiles you'll overwhelm the uh, adversary he continues he says if the u.s refuses and kim does attack the u.s uh, attack u.s cities he could then threaten to destroy many more u.s cities if the u.s retaliates with nuclear weapons would a u.s president take such uh a chance uh so yeah ruckus it's just it's not looking good these days you're, you're further you know i i miss the days ruckus when we had uh, trump and dennis rodman hanging out with kim jong-un trying to smooth things over but look where we're at now yeah i don't yeah this one is is hard to you got to take it with a grain of salt like right a, a big old giant north korean state tv media propaganda grain of salt um so but th this concept this idea that, that i mean nowhere does it say that such a thing isn't possible that's what i find interesting nobody's saying oh yeah well such a weapon could never exist there's complete silence there's crickets in that department so i'm guessing that there, there's probably such a thing out there and that kind of thing frightens me i don't care who has uh access to that kind of technology we don't need no radioactive tsunamis people come on now but yeah it goes two ways uh, as you mentioned north korea could be playing it up to try and scare the west into backing off of their aggressive posture uh as well the west would also like to play up north korea's 
potential capabilities because they want to conquer <laughs> North Korea. But, the, and, you know, this is Dr. Strange Love territory. This is where miscalculations lead to unintended consequences. Do we really want to go there? I do not, Rockus. Uh, all right. I, I don't even know what day it is. It's, it's Friday. Uh, I guess you have a great weekend, Rockus. Uh, I'm going to be enjoying the rest of the Greater Reset uh, here. Talk to you tomorrow. Uh, we'll be right back after this. TNT's Kate Shimarani. I'm of the, the belief that your body can totally, 100% heal itself. If you remove the offending things and you flood your body with what it needs. What do your dogs and your kids do when they get sick? They lie down and sleep, don't they? They don't want to eat. They get great big temperatures and they just want to rest. What, do you think you're a special, special snowflake? You're any different? No, that's you as well. But what do they want to do when you go to the hospital? I've seen it firsthand in the last couple of weeks. They're just going to serve you rubbish food, wheat, sugar, dairy, animal protein, tea and coffee, fluoridated, fluoridated, bromine, water, drugs, pharmaceutical petroleum-based drugs. Kate Shamarani on today's News Talk TNT. When you can point me to an industry, to a platform that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of 10 Americans, that's real, that's substantive, that's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement, it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To find out more, go to TNTradio.live. Internet. Internet. A stream online. TNTradio.live. Today's News Talk Radio. TNT. All right. We're live still here from Morelia, Mexico at The Greater Reset, organized by Derek Bros and the John Bushes of the world. And um, we're talking to a uh, Mexican, uh, well, two Mexicans now. I'm also a Mexican national, uh, Ramiro Medina Flores, who heads up We Are Not zombies.com they're doing a lot of uh, great work it's a, it's a podcast in spanish here in, in mexico they do a lot of production work they're based out of mexico city um why are you not a zombie ramiro because i used to be a zombie <laughs> i used to be thoroughly indoctrinated and uh, pursuing the regular dream and now i pursue happiness equality empathy, freedom, love. And uh, yeah, we, we make, we are not zombies out of all those impulses. And, you know, we can look at zombies in different ways. You know, there are different synonyms these days, like NPCs or normies or, and, and, and to, like you say, we were all kind of like that. You know, I yeah. grew up in the U S just thinking, okay, I'm an American. And I, and then later I realized I'm like, wait a minute, I, I'm a citizen of the empire. America is an empire. They do false flag attacks like 9-11. Yes, sir. There's this thing called the Federal Reserve. Yes, sir. Right? There are these elites who want to kill us. Yes. Um, Every day. And, and so, yeah, I like getting the Mexican perspective as well on globalism, on the new world order, on the Great Reset, because, you know, we hear a lot from the English-speaking world on TNT. We, we talk to, you know, Americans, Canadians, uh, Brits, Aussies, New Zealanders, and it's nice to get the Mexican perspective. Also, because for me, because a lot of the Mexicans that I know don't really care about learning about globalism, uh, and it's interesting to meet an awake Mexican. <laughs> um, and so what's your take on the whole 
Great Reset Project, New World Order, and all of this? I think it's always it's always been a pursuit to not being able to have a free world. It's always been complicated, probably before these ideas have always been out there. This uh, disruption, it's always been out there in different forms, from art to activism to all kind of of forms of human expression. But I feel that that right now it's pretty obvious as we go day by day it stops being a theory or a conspiracy theory or a wild thought and it turns into a reality first into an agenda or first into an image in a movie or a phrase in a song or uh, the cover of a book and uh, later you see how that turns into the real world almost every time much worse than anything that we could have thought as 9-11, as the pandemic. So I feel that even now technology allows us to make shorter paths probably and be closer, farther than language or nationalities or whatever, more in a human mm -hmm. and more planetary kind of, of critical thinking. And now it's more evident as Pink Floyd said in the song, us versus them. Roger uh, Waters has been fighting, um, you know, anti very anti-war and in, in many ways, in some ways anti-globalist, but um, yeah, so the, the technology is also, well, the technology is enabling the globalists to advance with certain of their plans, yes, totally. but it's also allowing us to um, come together um, and, and try to fight them. Um, are, are you, are you optimistic um, or is it like some of my guests say, you know, one day you're you're not you're down and the other day you're you're optimistic. How do you see it? I like to think of myself right now in 2024 as an optimistic. I am an optimistic of humanity, of younger people, of elder people. I feel that the boss of the awakening it's inside of us. I feel that there's a lot of people that it's in the in the awakening closet that maybe they don't want to step out and be like, you know what, really, I didn't get the backs or you know what, I didn't vote or you know what, I no longer want to give my energy to to all those all these rituals that that's everything that it does. They steal our energy in a different way. Every time the money, of course, they are trying to get the money back, the few money that you get out of work, out of dedication, out of time, they try to get it back. So yes, I am an optimistic that I even think that maybe it can be possible that they decided to unleash the pandemic agenda only to stop that precise moment in which it appeared that it was about to happen a bigger leap and a bigger advance for humanity. So yeah. I am on the on the brighter side or the darker side, depending how you want to say it. So more optimism here. And tell us tell us a bit about we are not zombies. Um, you've interviewed folks like Daniel Estulin, uh of Bilderberg fame. He's sold millions of copies of 
his book on Bilderberg. He's been in Alex Jones's Endgame documentary when they were documenting the Bilderberg meeting, I think, 2006 in Canada. Um, S. Julian was former Russian FSB. Um, I've interviewed him. I've hung out with him. He lives in Cancun. You're in Mexico City. I'm in Guadalajara. Um, so, you know, tell us a bit about uh, We're Not Zombies. We Are Not Zombies is our proposal of building a parallel system in which we can be connected, inspired, and free to express ourselves, to be ourselves, as long as we don't damage another human or another planetary life. We celebrate every expression of the human existence. So we do it through storytelling, through technology, through community. We tell stories through six different channels, art, life, food, music, flicks. And in each of these channels, we make different series that talk about passionate humans in the kitchen, in the regular life, in music, in literally every way we can imagine. We try to talk about it. We talk about crypto. We talk about sex. We talk about cannabis. We talk about activism, about tacos, about fine art, about very passionate humans that have been doing Maybe they polish shoes in Guadalajara for four generations and they are big fans of Atlas, you know? So yeah, we like to give visibility and give space and voice to the unheard, to the passionate, to the real humans. And yes, we have Daniel Stulin and we have Adriana Barraza, Oscar nominated, and we have a few bigger names, but we are about real life and real energy and real feelings we create products and entrepreneur projects that aim to also have social impact. So we make a not zombie beer and it supports a foundation. And we have a free library, a punk free library in which you find social disobedience of Thoreau or the art of war or a very huge, very powerful guide of permaculture, all for free, all for you to download because we believe that all these knowledge should be free for everyone everyone should be the right to access that information so yeah that's what we do in in we are not zombies we've been doing it for now in april of this year 11 years 11 years yes, that 11 is years. that is awesome we are not zombies.com we're going to jump uh, real quick to our headlines newsflash now. Ow, let's go. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has stood firm on his government's controversial plan to deport illegal immigrants to Rwanda, despite facing a temporary injunction from international law. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has sparked controversy by rejecting the possibility of a Palestinian state following the conclusion of the war. Fulton County's district attorney on Thursday fired back at allegations she has engaged in an improper relationship with her top deputy, accusing his estranged wife of trying to obstruct her prosecution of Donald Trump and his allies. Why not give TNT Radio a follow? We're on all major social platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's News Talk. TNT Radio. TNT Radio. All right, we are back here at The Greater Reset in Mexico, thegreaterreset.org, talking to Ramiro Medina Flores, the website, We Are Not Zombies. 
com. So they're a team of Mexicans here, among many things, as you just listed, um, fighting globalism. Also, uh, you mentioned tacos. Uh, I want to get a, a little more your thoughts on on Mexico, uh, on the state of Mexico as as you see it. Um, you know, we've got AMLO in, par- in power, Lopez Obrador. Many people were saying, oh, he's a communist, blah, blah, blah. And I've even heard many Mexicans say, some that are not so political, some that are conservative, say, well, look, actually, he's been the least worst president in Mexico for quite a while. But, you know, and also, you know, we're seeing many, many of the people here at the conference, Canadians, people, um, you know, we had on Paul Roy of I Heal Collective yesterday. He came down from Canada during COVID and stayed. Um, and so many people, um, you know, flooding into mexico how does that feel for you to see many foreigners coming into mexico are you are you irritated that they're taking over or are you <laughs> happy there's so many there's so many ways to to see it honestly there's definitely this gentrification factor that it's affecting the mexicans because rents in some cities like mexico city and many other places are racing in a way that mexicans are not able to pay honestly and americans or europeans with their euros and with their dollars of course of course they can they can do it i think mexico is very welcome of all kind of nationalities that's why everyone is so happy when they come here food is amazing so yeah i think there's two ways to see it i, I think there's some some uh, foreigners migrants also that it's great that they're here, but there's others that maybe they don't understand the real nature of the country and everything that really happens in Mexico, that it's not what happens in the algorithm, mm-hmm. you know? So that's that's important. Definitely, it, it's good for economy. So we must be happy that people travel. I don't believe in, in borders. I think passports and all this control should not be allowed. We are humans that... I'm not Mexican. I'm a human that inhabit this planet and that look and strive for through freedom of thought, of action, of travel, of every kind of expression that we can we can talk, action we can talk, and uh, to stop in all these intricacies and subjects that are thrown to us and. Uh, to divide us, to right? divide us. Yeah. The main agenda is divide us. You know, it's race, it's sex, it's uh, shot or not shot, how many shots. It's everything. Everything is about division. I think that we should recognize ourselves as one, as true humans, and from there really stand for for us. You know, and I, I think that's something that it's that it's possible going back to and even connecting to what I was saying before of, of being optimistic. So yeah, people are very welcome to come to Mexico and enjoy it totally. And you you mentioned control. Uh, and this is something that I've been thinking about where on the one hand, we get this image painted by foreigners of Mexico being so much freer than Australia with the insane totalitarian lockdowns in Australia, building the concentration camps, right? In New Zealand, Australia, Canada. Yes. But on the other hand, some of the things that I've been paying detailed attention to here in mexico during covid 1984 so i live in jalisco right and we have as governor he's on his way out now um i call him enrique adolfo alfaro <laughs> as in reference to adolf hitler under the state constitution of jalisco the, the state here in mexico 
um, and it's called the Free and Sovereign State of Jalisco. And I just laugh at that. They were, the governor was saying, look, we can't, according to the state constitution, we cannot mandate injections. But we're thinking about changing the state constitution of Jalisco to allow forced injections. He, they talked about vaccine checkpoints, where if you left the state of Jalisco to come back in, you would have to show you're vaccinated. It's like, I have my home here in Jalisco. What if I leave? I can't go back to my home. You had cities like Tlaxcala, right? That one of the tiniest Mexican states, which said you can't go into, into grocery stores without a vax certificate. And even the article said, even to public parks, of course, they couldn't police that. But the fact that the government says, you, if we catch you in a public park in Mexico and you don't have a vaccine passport, straight to jail um and then people that we have the cashless society right the that the, they want to implement the central yes. bank digital currencies CBDC. yeah how do you see that agenda here in, in in mexico you know we at the same time we got the cartels there's a failed state in a way lawlessness uh and so it's kind of a lot of cash people use a lot of cash in mexico your thoughts about this agenda in in Mexico? I think it's very interesting what you're what you're asking and, and just mentioned because it is precisely that failed state, the the horrible and murdering Mexican impunity that it's all over. Of course, the cartels factor. It's all this that added up, and when the vaccines and all the pandemic rolled out it didn't went even though it happened and they tried to do it in some places as you mentioned Tlaxcala Monterrey Guadalajara in Chihuahua there were many places that we can point out it didn't went through as in Canada or Australia or France as it did because precisely of all those failed state impunity and cartels you know it is not that easy to implement it and just scare people and be like you know what you cannot you cannot uh you cannot go out and work and whatnot there's something very important mexico there's a huge percentage of poverty so people go out and work sun in sun out and the money that they generate on that day it's to survive, to eat, to go back to the home, and the next day, repeat the same drill, you know? And they go like that every day. So you cannot just go without working a week, not even two days. So that's why it didn't it didn't happen. They definitely tried to do it, but they realized that Mexico, it's, as it is wonderful in so many places, it is so complex in many others that uh, the pandemic didn't work the same way as in other places. But it definitely made many damages in uh, in in the main structure of the country as it did in many places when the next plan like this comes out and the next president it's in 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 place that it's also in cahoots with with the big uh, globalist agenda and provocators and derogators of other countries we'll see we'll see how how it goes we definitely must be must be ready and aware and and awake and always be ready to stand up. Yeah, just the other week I was talking to a Mexican friend of mine who was a taxi driver and was saying that he basically lives day to day, yes, right? The yes. salary that he makes that day to buy, to pay for the food of that day and, and stuff like that. And the QR codes, I remember in 2020 reading about Mexico City, where, where you're from, that they attempted to implement the Q, the Códigos QR, the, the, the QR codes, where you, you'd have to scan the QR code to enter like the pharmacy or business. Yeah. And after a week, because there's like 
20 some million people in Mexico City, no one was doing it. And after a week, the mayor or whoever, the governor in, in, in Mexico City said, ah, forget about it, right? Yep, Didn't that happen? Yep, precisely like that. And it is because, yeah, we're, we are definitely, we're shippy. That's why people, we still vote and we still generate so many dynamics that are not, should not be part of a, of a free society. But in this particularly case of control, we can see that Mexicans are built in a different way. You mentioned next president. A lot of people think it's going to be Claudia Sheinbaum. What do you think? <laughs> I hope not. She's pretty globalist. She is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's super, super. Yeah, totally, totally. And it, I mean, it, it appears that that she has it like in the pocket. You know, there's basically, and I mean, this is the story of Mexico. There's never been a true candidate. You know, maybe we can go back to the '90s and remember this candidate that was murdered in Colosseo in, Main, in Colosio, yeah, Donato Colosio. Colosio in Maine main prime time television they showed how they executed it you know so we are all like imprinted with that with that image you know the it's, mexican jfk yes the mexican jfk so after that i don't know maybe before and even in that in the in that candidate we can find many 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 conversations but there's no options you know you get to vote i don't see in, in the mexican candidacy i don't see it in the current mexican presidential campaign I don't see anyone. No, no, there's there's never options, there's never proposals, there's never a true candidate that represents people, that represents the country. And it is not just now, you know, I'm speaking 18 years before, even in the 2000, that it was the first time after 70 years that we changed the, 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 the main party, the control mm -hmm. party. Um, even there, you know, that was part of the agenda. That was part of the, that this is what what's next for Mexico, you know, so boom, let's, let's, change which is not change here people and politicians change uh change the their shirts as they change i don't know you know shirts in after a, a soccer game or we can do a, a worse reference but yeah they change I, time. and I, i've had on the tnt on my tnt show but uh, uh, jefferson morley who on my podcast geopolitics and empire we specifically spoke about one of his books called our man in mexico which was one of the the heads of the the, the CIA in, in Mexico City of the CIA office, forget his name now, um, but Jefferson Morley helped declassify documents that showed multiple Mexican presidents were CIA agents yes. with the code name Li Tempo. Um, uh, three at least, um, just a few months back, a new declassified document showed a fourth Mexican president had been a CIA um, agent, and so, yeah, you, you, we've never really had independence here in Mexico either. We've, in a way, we're a vassal of the U.S. empire. You say, you think, or in 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 a way, in a way, yes, definitely, definitely. Maybe De financially, there's financial financially, definitely, financially, definitely. Maybe different as other places that also this the American empire is present, especially in South America. We can say Argentina, we can say Chile, we can say we can say many, many, many places. Definitely, yes. But there is right now with this president, it seemed like it was there was some some, you know what? I never truly believe politicians. I feel that they truly sit in the same table mm -hmm. or and they lay in the same bed. Uh, Amlo's so, been like, hanging out with Larry Fink of BlackRock, right? Yes. Yeah, he received it. He hosted him. So what? Yeah like nothing you know and media nothing it wasn't like nothing like yeah no just this happened took next 
nor totally normalized. And you know, what, one crazy example I see here in Mexico is the governor of Nuevo León, Samuel Garcia. Mm. This guy goes to Davos, hangs out with Klaus. He even said Garcia that he, uh, he wanted to eliminate private vehicles in Nuevo León. Yeah. Um, I mean, this guy, and he was going to run for president. He's not anymore. He can't. But I'd be worrying and worried in 2030 if this Samuel Garcia, he's like the most globalist Mexican candidate you could ever have. No? Awful. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he even it's it's business partner with 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 Elon Musk. And yeah, he's definitely definitely out there. And he definitely is aiming for for the 2030. So, yeah, it's 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 go time. All right. And it's not only is it go time, it's time for a break. The website, wearenotzombies.com. Check it out. It's all in Spanish. Uh, so if you do speak Spanish, you can check it out. Um, uh, subtitles. So, uh, you know, you need to get different perspectives um, away from not, not only the English speaking world, but, you know, the Spanish speaking world um, and elsewhere. We'll be right back. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. George Carlin was right when he said it's a big club and we're not in it. But it's not just the Democrats that are corrupt. GOPE is just as bad. Case in point, Iowa, where the company that the Iowa GOP has hired to count the ballots at this year's Iowa caucuses has extensive and deep ties to Ron DeSantis. This is ridiculous. And people in the Republican Party have got to coalesce around the man that took us to the promised land and is going to take us back, Donald Trump. Kentucky Senator Rand Paul doesn't know whether he's going to vote for Trump or, or who. He does know who he's not going to vote for, however, and that is Nikki Haley. So good on Rand Paul for calling out Nikki for all of her flip-floppery, her anti-conservatism, and quite frankly, her anti-Americanism. He started NeverNikki.net, check that out, and give Ran a little bit of love. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. Many pollution sources can affect the air you breathe. From power plants and vehicles to dust and wildfires. Knowing more about local air quality can help you protect your health. If you're thinking about buying an air sensor, EPA has a series of videos to help you get the most out of it. Learn how EPA collects and uses regulatory data, how EPA communicates health messaging, and how to interpret the readings from your sensor. Visit epa.gov air sensor toolbox. You're with Hervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's our final segment here with Ramiro Medina Flores of WeAreNotZombies.com. They're doing the, the production and filming of the Greater Reset, the fifth Greater Reset Conference, organized by Derek Bros, um, live streaming for free, of course, thegreaterreset.org. Um, and we were just talking during the break, uh, Ramiro, there were some projects. Again, people can go to the website, wearenotzombies.com, and there's one that says, the emperor has no balls, and it's a statue of Trump naked with his genitalia um, in, in in New York. I guess this, this is some years ago, so you guys documented this. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a polarized topic here, Mexicans and, and, and Trump. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to Trump? Uh, and the border crisis and migration crisis? The border crisis and migration crisis, definitely it's 
one of the worst things. And again, that the division agenda, those are horrible concentration camps happening in the border. I am I am originally from uh, from the border also. So yeah, seeing it, it's it's tough because that's no way to treat any any human, definitely. And uh, personally about Trump, to be honest, as I, I do with many candidates and especially with Trump, I don't share the common Mexican and a lot of American place of that hate and right. despise and everything. Honestly, I, I don't, I know, and I realize all the, the positive things that happened while he was on board. I realized what he didn't. I of course know what didn't achieve as everyone before him. I also recognize the same, the guy before him and the guy before him. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not scared. I'm not, I don't think that's the worst thing that that's happening. There's many other worst things happening in front of our eyes, pharmaceutically speaking, in the food industry, in the education, horrible education, indoctrination system that should be truly addressed. And at the end, I think that we as humans should not give our energy to politicians and to the energy draining process of elections because that's all there is. You know, I don't think there's ever been possibly a candidate truly elected by people. It's always been put there in every country, in every place to, to satisfy and to be a factor for a bigger, bigger agenda. So yeah, I think that our conversation should be another place that it's not given to them. You know, it should be to us and to the personal transformation of each of us. And from there as a community and from there as a family and from there as a team, and you can put it in a different prioritize. It all depends to you, but definitely not in them and not depend on them and not hope that from them, there's going to be any change and not from that, again, energy draining exercise of voting. So if we can't solve things by voting, and this year there's going to be, they say, so many elections around the world, right? And I'm kind of like you. After, before COVID happened, there were, you know, some politicians in Mexico and Croatia, because those are my countries, America, you know, the Thomas Masseys of the world, the Rand Pauls, maybe some mayor or governor that was okay here in Mexico. But when COVID happened, when I saw all governments in the entire world, mayors, governors, prime ministers, and presidents laid on the totalitarianism, I'm like, I'm done with voting in politics. Yes, sir. Like, how can you not be? They, they, they don't organize for anything. <clears throat> Education, education. Uh, the hunger in the world, poverty, they don't organize for anything, but for this, in a few days, they all organize in a perfect synchronicity way with media, with corporates, everyone. And they went in a, in one way. If that doesn't make but, be suspicion and question what really happened, we're not really thinking, you know, we're not really observing and we're not really analyzing what's happening in front of our eyes. What are, you know, my, my thing here in Mexico, I came here to Mexico, everyone's like, Mexicans are like, the government's corrupt, they're working with the narcos, they want to, you know, they're killing us, you got police, Mexican police, kidnapping Mexicans, giving them the cartels, you know, our government, yes, our, yes. our own security services are killing us. And then the next day, Mexican government announces public health where we want to protect you. And I'm like, and many Mexicans fell in line. But I was like, wait a minute, you guys are telling me yesterday the government's killing us. And now all of a sudden you believe that they want to protect us. I'm like, 
hello, cognitive dissonance. But what are some solutions then? You know, a lot of people here at the Greater Reset are saying, just turn your backs on the government and start doing things that are pro-freedom. Um, what do we do? I think to start in the philosophical way, we should definitely stop pursuing democracy. We should look for another term, another governmental way of calling it, more collectively, more community, more people-driven, definitely a very different way in which we cannot give the full decision of everything to one person. That's That doesn't have sense. You know, there's no way that one person can decide over 20 million well, even a hundred. We're, we're almost uh, almost uh, what, 120, 100, 130 million Mexicans. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So there's no way that can happen. I think our way of thinking and think about it, our way of, of governing ourselves should come from a super, super different place. And I think these exercises and all these proposals that we come in here, uh, listen here, that are about building this, exiting and building these parallel systems in these parallel ways of of making community and making making it sustainable and planetary consciousness and uh, driven through freedom and uh, love and equity and all these those are the ways to 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 make it also because i feel that's the way we're going to realize that we have the true power to change things and to once we do it once we do it in this uh, Rizoma, this right reason, this big net that we are, we all are, starts connecting and realizing and recognizing ourselves as one. I feel that's where we change, we change things. I think that's super achievable, probably in a hundred years. But if we think about it, hundred years is nothing. Thinking on the history of humanity and the history of of the cosmos. Uh, another. The question I had was th that I think about as well being here in Mexico is the economy. Um, and from my view, from what I'm reading, it seems like, you know, inflation is a problem, but it does seem like there's a lot of investment coming into Mexico and a lot of business. And it seems like the economy is on the up. What do you think in Mexico? It's definitely thriving. I, I can I can assure you that there was no one in Mexico, no one in official media or, or anything that could have... Uh, um, like guess that the Mexican peso was going to be 17 pesos against a dollar. Never, ever, and even ever with this this president, you know, and I'm not, I think the same way as Trump, as AMLO, I don't give my energy to, to them. I don't think they are truly deciding there's an agenda and there's things that they decide, but there's a script that it's handed, you know, and you follow the script or you follow the script, you know, it's my way. Or you end up way. like JFK or Colosio. <laughs> so I think that's that's what's what's happening. So on the up and um, what about the the what would you tell people? You know, there's a lot of fear porn that you know if you come to Mexico, they're going to get killed by the cartels. Um, there is a serious situation. Um, it depends on the geography. But again, I would say, would you agree for most people in Mexico, you're you're, you're OK? How would you assess the state of the the security situation, the state of the the violence in in, in Mexico, and, and when it comes to narcos and whatnot. If you are into into tricky business, a tricky life is gonna pursue you. That's that's a fact. There's I'm or, originally from Nuevo Laredo, Nuevo Laredo in border with Laredo, Texas. You know that's one of the most uh, dangerous and and deadliest cities at some point in all these. Uh, 
war against cartels in in all these years it's been maybe now 12 years that 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 has been happening 10 years i don't know exactly so there's definitely places that are dangerous small places more places where probably it's totally taken by cartels but i don't think living in mexico you live a dangerous life you can live your life normal you need to be aware you need to take care of yourself as you need to do it if you are in a dangerous neighborhood in new york or crossing the border in tijuana or in paris in the dark side of paris so that is something that yeah we should not follow this panic agenda and danger agenda of media and the collectiveness of no mexico that's not the case at all but you should be careful and take care of yourself as you do in uh, many other places and of course recognize what mexico true is that which is a country with a failed state that at some point decided to collude with dirty money and that, that that was not in favor of people that was not to favor the citizenship and the humans inhabiting the country which is what politicians should decide for and that's a reality and that that's this is the consequence of it we're about two and a half minutes to midnight. Um, you know, any other thoughts um, on anything? Solutions, greater reset, Mexico. We're not zombies. Crypto. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Any other last thoughts or uh, things that have impacted you uh, here? We are not zombies. We like to to think and say that we should not think outside the box. We should destroy the box. We should set fire to it. We should step on it. We should tear it apart. Whatever you want. And I think this is the way we should head into life, live our regular life, whatever life each of us has, but never, don't let the fuckers get you. Pursue freedom of thought first and foremost. And from there, be conscious that you truly vote with money, with your money, which we heard it here in the Greater Reset, and you vote with your lifestyle every day with the decisions you take. You don't put your money in the corporate, you put it in the local business, in the local entrepreneur. You don't allow the school to close all the windows and all the marvelous things that are inside of children's brains. You, Your mission as a parent is they come back after school because probably you work and you need to send them to school. They come back and you open again those windows and those doors so they continue the free flow and the free stream of creating their own life. So I feel that's how we should head into our lives and be more and more. And I also think that once you start understanding that this cleansing that we want to see in the world and this change, we should do it first to us, to the way we eat, to the way we spend our time, our energy. And once we transform ourselves, we are going to start seeing a transformation in other people. First, because you're going to start calling the energy of people that are like-minded and that starts making new realities and i think that's what we should pursue and that's one of the main impulses why we do we are not zombies after all these years and we before the time goes out and we want to invite everyone and of course say that we are making this festival the multicultural festival the second of we are not zombies the 27th and 28th of april in mexico city everyone is invited it's a festival with music art tattoo chats entrepreneurs and we support six foundations so yeah we 
are trying to transform our our reality through expression. I hope to make it there. Search. Don't go beyond the Overton window. Blow up the Overton window. All right. We are not zombies.com, thegreaterreset.org. I'm signing off. I'll be back next week. Be seeing you.